the Dallas Stars continue to find ways to let people down. On today's show, we'll give you a full breakdown of last night's disastrous loss at the hands of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, talk about poor defensive effort, poor uh, handling of momentum, if you can even say the Stars had momentum. Uh, and then to send you on your way, I'll give you a quick preview of Saturday's matchup that Dallas has at home against our old friends, the St. Louis Blues. All this coming up on a Friday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are Locked On, the Dallas Stars. It is Friday, November 19th. We've made it to the end of another week, and... uh Thank goodness, um, especially after last night. Uh, you know, I literally was having a conversation with with my roommate the other day. Uh, you know, talking about after you know the wins against Philadelphia and Detroit, I was like, man, it's so it's so much fun to record after the Stars win. Uh, I get to talk about all the good things that they were doing. Not only were they winning, they were winning by pretty nice margins. Um, and this, we have swung to the other side of the pendulum, folks. Um, I, of course. Uh, Love, love recording these episodes, love this job. So by no means am I saying that this job is burdensome. Um, but, you know, some days are, are not as fun to record. And this is certainly one of those days. Um, the Dallas Stars coming off a humiliating loss uh, at the hands of the Minnesota Wild on a one-game road trip, uh, losing 7-2. to two. Um, Absolute disaster from the get-go. On today's show, we're going to give you a full breakdown, talk about um, some of the things that went wrong for this team, which was pretty much everything. Uh, so strap in to uh, to hear my rantings about what we saw from uh, the victory green and white last night. But before we jump into all the negative things, I do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast app it's 100 free you can subscribe and follow on a podcasting platform as well as on youtube the numbers on youtube are continuing to go up the subscriber count continuing to go up always love to see that thank you guys again for all the retweets likes follows subscriptions reviews all of that good stuff uh, you guys continue to support me and the show and i truly do appreciate it but jumping into a review of last night's game against the Minnesota Wild, Ryan Suter's homecoming uh, was spoiled. Um, Ryan Suter not making too much of an impact against his former team. Um, a lot was said about him in the pregame show on Valley Sports Southwest. Um, they showed that you know the Minnesota Wild played a tribute video for Ryan Suter. Uh, a classic move by them, obviously a guy that played in that city for, I believe, nine seasons with the Wild. Um, you know, took them to the playoffs several times, obviously um, could not get the Stanley Cup back to St. Paul. Um, but a guy that I know that organization, that fan base has a ton of respect for. Um, so, you know, glad that he uh, and his family got to be back in a city that they got to call home for so long, but obviously not pleased with the result on the scoreboard. And uh, to flip the script on that, um, a lot of former Dallas Stars had some really, really nice nights against their former team with Matt Zuccarello and Alex uh, Goligowski. 
scoring once against their former team, getting the best of Anton Hudobin. Um, not that they were the only ones. It was pretty much easy for everyone on the roster uh, to get the best of Anton Hudobin. Uh, and the night can, speaking of Hudobin, can be the night can basically be summed up um, by two plays, in my opinion. One, Rupe Hintz's breakaway. Um, I believe it was in the second period. Um, I could be wrong on that, but there was a point when Dallas was on the penalty kill, um, which both teams spent a good amount of time on the penalty kill tonight. Um, a lot of penalties, lots of power plays, lots of penalty kills. Um, but Rupe had a breakaway opportunity uh, and that he took a shot on and missed. And I was like, yep, that's a, that's about how this game has gone up to this point. And that's about how the game went afterwards. Um, that play, as well as the final goal that the Wild scored, Victor Rask uh, shoots the puck um, and it bounces off off the ice and off the head of Anton Hudobin into the net. Um, and, and at that point, Dallas down six to two, no way they're getting back into the game. Uh, just that, that sums up the night. <laughs> um, yeah. Miro Haskinen slapped the, the puck out of the net in frustration after that. Um, and I know myself and many of you listening um, felt the exact same way. Uh, but, but I think that this game can be summed up uh, j- just lack of defensive effort. Um, and lack of clearing the zone. I, and I think, you know, that was something that you could argue improved maybe in the second period, but in the first and third especially was a huge issue for the Stars, especially in the first. Uh, you know, they played pretty poorly across the entire game, like I said. Um, but, I, you know, I feel like I say so many times and mention um, so many times throughout predictions for for games and previews for games, um, you know, that Dallas needs to start well. I mean, either start with the lead or if they're you know, going to surrender the first goal that they need to keep the scoring from the other team at a minimum uh, and, and play well to at least keep themselves in the game. Um, but the, Dallas didn't really do that. And they they did not help themselves very much uh, just the way they played in the defensive zone. They could not clear the puck. And that led to Minnesota getting several opportunities at the net, two of which they executed on rim uh, Pitlick um, scored because of a rebound that Dallas could not chase down. Um, Pitlick gets the puck and shoots kind of from far out, kind of a weird goal, but still nonetheless, Dallas, not really anyone close on the rebound um, that was originally shot. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov scores about as easy of a goal as you're going to get in the National Hockey League, um, because again, Dallas failed to uh, clear the zone, tried to get the puck out, pass intercepted, um, just sloppy, lazy play from the stars in the defensive zone. And you can't have that. And also on that play, uh, you know, even if you're going to do that, well, you got to defend the guys that are on the other team. And I feel like Yanni Hockenpah was just not paying attention to where Kirill Kaprizov was. Uh, and Kaprizov gets loose behind him for a pretty much wide open shot. Uh, Yanni Hockenpah watching the puck, not really guarding anyone. Kaprizov was the guy he was closest to. But again, if you go back and watch that play, uh, it's about as easy as it gets, especially a guy like Kaprizov is not going to squander that opportunity. Uh, and so just poor effort all around, especially early on from the Stars team. And as we know, this isn't typically a, a team that's packing a lot of offensive firepower. Um, you know, it's great that they've scored 10 goals in their previous two games. But we, I think myself and I think, you know, we all knew that that wasn't going to be something that was hap- happening on a regular basis. And so you can't allow those opportunities for any team, but especially a team as good and talented as Minnesota um, because you're digging a hole for yourself. And if you're a team like the Stars that struggles to find offensive consistency, uh, it's going to be hard to come back in those type of games. And I think Dallas just got worn down by Minnesota's forecheck, plus Minnesota's defense was playing very, very well um, on the other side. So I think that, you know, that Dallas is getting worn out on offense, trying to, you know, produce something. 
uh, you know, that's hard enough within itself. And then to have to go back and play defense against a team that's really forcing the issue in terms of keeping the puck in the offensive zone, um, you know, just a mixture of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to blame, you know, oh, they, they had to travel on a road trip and one game road trips are, are odd and, and difficult to play in, which is true. Um, but that's clearly not the reason why Dallas lost this game. Um, I, although I do think that's a factor. I mean, you have to deal with, you know, there's fatigue from traveling and not really time zone changes because they're still um, in the same time zone. But, you know, that has to play a small factor. And then just getting worn out by a team that was just more, more prepared physically and mentally, I think. And I think that showed and was evident on the ice in last night's matchup. Coming up next, we will talk a lot more about last night's game, talk about some of the, the things that I, I didn't like. <laughs> Normally, I have some more positive segments for all of our games. Um, not a whole lot of positivity to talk about from last night's game against the Minnesota Wild. But before we jump back into reviewing this game, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's show, and that is Built Bar. I absolutely love this time of year. Like I've been saying the past few episodes, Thanksgiving and Christmas, this time of year is wonderful. The weather is really nice because it's nice and cool here in Texas after, uh, you know, what is always a hot summer. Um, but also this time of year means a lot of good food, a lot of good treats. Um, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Well, you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. And that something is a built bar. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's typically on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar in them with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any kind of pie, because Built Bars have low calories, low carbs, low fat, and they are high in protein. And Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. So if you're excited for all that Thanksgiving food and you just can't get your mind off of it because you know it's coming soon, go ahead and grab a Built Bar or two to tide you over until uh, Thursday comes um, because Thanksgiving is approaching. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Next on today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day, want to talk about uh, another point of emphasis that I think, you know, cost Dallas this game. Obviously, uh, before the first ad break, we talked about um, just sloppiness in the defensive zone, not clearing the puck, giving Minnesota too many opportunities, which they capitalized on. Um, and you, I mean, I guess you can almost spin this as uh, my section talking about the positives. But again, I don't think that there's too many positives you can take away from this game. Um, definitely probably the worst stars game we've seen this season, even though I feel like I've said that three or four times already this season. Um, but this team keeps finding ways to surprise me. Uh, you know, that, that first game against Ottawa was pretty bad. And I was at the American airlines center for the game against Vegas and the other game against Ottawa. Those were bad. The game against Columbus earlier this season was bad. Uh, the game against Nashville last, you know, last Wednesday was bad. So we we've had several candidates so far this season, um, for the worst stars game. And, we're, we're only in November. Uh, but another another thing that I think Dallas, you know, dug themselves in a hole with um, was just the inability to hold on to any sort of momentum. Uh, and, you know, I think you could argue that Dallas really never had much going for them this game. Um, I don't think there was ever really a moment, um, maybe besides like the first puck drop where it was like, oh, yeah, Dallas has a chance to be competitive in this game and maybe, you know, even be crazy and force overtime. Um, even from the get go, you know, Minnesota started. Uh, by outshooting Dallas. Dallas would end the game outshooting Minnesota, which obviously um, we know 
just because you outshoot a team does not mean that you win or even come close to winning. Uh, but I just, it really felt like pretty much from start to finish that Minnesota was in full control of this game. And the few times that Dallas really had any semblance of momentum or any kind of positivity working in their favor, um, they lost it, you know, and I think penalties played a huge part in that, uh, you know, even though no goals came as a result of a Minnesota power play, Dallas was committing too many penalties. And once again, um, again, beating a dead horse here, not only committing too many penalties, it's the, look at the guys that were committing penalties. Uh, Roddick Foxa with two, one of those being a uh, for fighting at the end of the game. Um, so really just one penalty, but, you know, two technically. Miro Haskinen also with two penalties. Can't have that. Andres Sekera with one penalty and Yanni Hockenpah with the penalty as well. That's one forward and three defensemen uh, acquiring penalties. And one of those defensemen, our best defenseman and our best player getting two. So that's four minutes in the penalty box for number four, Miro Haskinen. Uh, and you just absolutely can't have you know, that, that kind of play out there. Um, you know, we say it all the time on this show, um, that we need a lot of the guys that I just named out there on the penalty kill, especially Foxa and Miro. Um, but uh, you know, even Hawk I don't think Sekera is going to get many, if at all, if he's ever been on the, the penalty kill, um, Hawk and Pa, I can see, you know, maybe making an appearance, but especially guys like Miro and Foxa, we can't have committing penalties, especially two. again, Fox's, um, at the end of the game, under two minutes in the third period. So he just left the ice, didn't even go to the box. Uh, but, you know, you look at the penalty. That, I believe it was Yanni Hockenpah, uh that committed it. And I believe this was um, in the third or second, kind of near the end of the game. Um, but a penalty committed, I believe it was holding. Um, and it led to Minnesota having a six on five because, they, you know, they pulled their goalie out of the net, uh, you know, to get an opportunity on the man advantage before actually going on the power play. And it lasted for way too long. I actually don't know off the top of my head how many minutes it lasted, um, but they got a really, really solid offensive look out of that. Um, that you know, the game was already, I think, four to one or three to one at that point. Uh, but you just can't have those kind of situations. Um, Dallas is very fortunate that Minnesota didn't capitalize on that or any of their power plays, um, but they still put up seven goals in spite of that. Um, so again, I mean, you think it would with a team like this. Uh, with the veterans on this team that, you know, this would stop being an issue, the penalties, um, but the penalties continue to be an issue. Even if we're not surrendering goals because of penalties, it absolutely kills the momentum and kills the game plan of, of what coach bonus and company are trying to do with the guys they're putting on the ice. It, it just throws a wrench in everything. Uh, and, you know, it, Dallas, you know, couldn't garner any momentum because of letting Minnesota score, you know, they score, uh, you know, a goal to start the third period, Jacob Peterson, uh, hats off to him, gets his second NHL goal, continues to play pretty well, all things considered, um, in his few games here at the NHL level. Uh, but but Dallas couldn't hold on. You know, I think like not five minutes later, um, at least five minutes of game time, Minnesota's back on the board and it's four to one. And then they score another goal and make it five to one. And, you know, it's you think it, you know, it's already out of reach at the four to one spot. But the five to one is just the nail in the coffin. And then it just doesn't stop from there. And, and they continue to pour it on. Um, yeah, absolutely frustrating to see. Uh, just it felt like a lack of discipline, both just in the defensive zone, but also just with penalties. Uh, really, if you do want a positive, Jamie Benn did play very, very well tonight. Um, he obviously did score a goal for Dallas, um, scored a power play goal. So nice to see that the power play is still finding um, a little bit of success, even though Dallas did have several opportunities. The fact that they're only able to execute on one um, is a little, a little sad, um, but that, that's just how the night was. Um, Cam Talbot, the goalie for Minnesota, had a fantastic night in the crease, which seems to be another theme of the season is Dallas playing goalies whenever those goalies 
are going to have probably their best night of the season. Uh, but, you know, if you do want a positive, Jamie Ben played well, played well in the faceoff circle, just played well in general. Uh, you know, I, I think there was a lot of it just felt like a lack of heart and effort at times from this team. But I don't think you can say that of Jamie Ben. Um, so if you are looking for a positive, there's a positive. Jamie Ben did play very, very well tonight. Um, and hopefully the team will follow suit of their captain whenever they play Saturday at home against the St. Louis Blues. And speaking of that game coming up next after this next break, we will take a quick moment to do a quick preview of Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues because there won't be a full episode out tomorrow, obviously, with it being the weekend. But do you want to give you a little bit of insight and give you some guys to be on the lookout for on this Blues roster? Uh, and this is the most I've had to talk about the St. Louis Blues so far on this show. And as you know, if you're a Stars fan, there's a lot of bad blood between these two teams. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. But before we dive into that matchup and some players to be on the lookout for, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on just your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, we're going to take a moment and talk about this upcoming matchup that the Stars have on Saturday back at home at the American Airlines Center against their old friends, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and, you know, I say old friends um, because that's what it feels like, you know, they're at right now. This is another team that Dallas is playing this season that they have not played in a very, very long time with the division realignments last season. Uh, and obviously, like I said before uh, the last ad break, a lot of history between these two teams, a lot of bad blood, um, always exciting, always intense when these two teams get together. Uh, and I expect a rowdy game, a really exciting game. Um, and it should be interesting to see how these two teams match up. St. Louis off to a pretty hot start to start the season, um, have cooled down a little bit over their past uh, few games. They had lost four in a row um, before they won last night. Um, over the San Jose Sharks, four to one at home in St. Louis. Uh, so it'll be curious. I'm curious to see. You know, the the St. Louis Blues kind of had their get back right game after dropping a few close games against some good opponents. Uh, and now, you know, they beat a team that they were better than and probably should have beat at home. Um, so that does a lot for their momentum. One of the losses that they suffered, by the way, was against Arizona at home. Uh, I think I already touched on that, but crazy, interesting, worth noting. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Dallas coming off, you know, uh, getting their tail kicked, um, getting their teeth absolutely kicked in on the road. St. Louis coming off a huge win to get themselves back on track. Um, so these are just two teams that that desperately need wins for different reasons. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to watch some guys to be on the lookout for on this St. Louis roster. Got to start with Jordan Cairo, the team leader in points at 17. Cairo is 23 years old out of Toronto, Ontario. Drafted in the second round of the 2016 draft. Uh, this is a young guy, um, one of many on this roster that, you know, the St. Louis Blues organization is very excited about. The fan base is excited about, uh, you know, a guy drafted in the second round of the NHL draft. Obviously not going to be, uh, you know, at the front of attention whenever draft time comes around. Probably 
not on too many people's draft boards, very up high, um, but seems to, you know, kind of be a diamond in the rough type player um, who's playing very, very well for St. Louis so far this season, obviously leading the point, leading the team in points um, on a roster full of, of guys, uh, veterans and young guys alike that could be, you know, holding that honor. Um, and another one of those guys, another young guy, young an even younger guy than Cairo is Robert Thomas, uh, second on the team in points with 16, so only one point behind Cairo. Um, another young guy, like I said, 22 years old, also out of Ontario, um, but out of Aurora, Ontario, not Toronto, Ontario. Uh, but yeah, another another guy that's very, very talented, another really good skater for this St. Louis team. Uh, and, you know, Cairo and, and Thomas, two of the guys that are the future for this St. Louis team. Uh, you know, similar to how you could argue maybe Jason Robertson and Rupe Hints are for the Dallas Stars um, because this team, similar to the Stars, has a good mix of young guys and sappy veterans. One of those veterans being a guy that the Dallas Stars fans uh, know and strongly dislike, Vladimir Tarasenko, 14 points so far this season, third on the team. Uh, not much needs to be said about Tarasenko that Stars fans don't already know. Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the guys, that's the reason that, uh, you know, a lot of bad blood between these two franchises. I'm um, a guy that any NHL fan that, that you know, when their team plays the Blues, uh, a guy that you got to be on the lookout for, Vladimir Tarasenko. I do imagine that we will see Jordan Bennington in the net, another guy that really needs no introduction for anyone who's been watching NHL hockey for an extended period of time. Um, a guy that's been with the St. Louis Blues for quite a while now. Um, Billy Huso did play on uh, Thursday night, last night, against san jose and so i imagine we will see bennington in net on saturday for uh another big central division matchup dallas has yet to win a central division matchup uh, so this one is absolutely crucial uh you know losses to winnipeg nashville and minnesota so far um really need to snag two points uh against this st louis team in order to still you know like i said crawl their way back to relevancy in this division um, and especially afterwards, the road continues to not get any easier with a date with the Edmonton Oilers coming up on Tuesday. And then later in the week, a matchup against the Colorado Avalanche coming up. Uh, so th this team has a lot of work to do, um, and hopefully they can get things figured out between you know now and, and when the puck drops on Saturday night, because um, this is a huge game. It's going to be a physical game, uh, you know, lots of intensity between these two teams, especially among these veterans. Uh, the crowd should be absolutely electric. Another weekend crowd at the American Airlines Center, um, always electric, but especially when a rival team like the Blues come into town. Um, probably going to be a fair amount of Blues fans at this game, too. Uh, not necessarily a good thing, but should make for um, an interesting and fun atmosphere. Um, and so I think Dallas, you know, if they're able to clean up their act on the defensive end of the ice, um, clean up the penalties a little bit and get back to crashing the net like they did against Philadelphia and Detroit, I think that they'll have a shot to win this game. Um, obviously playing at home is going to be a huge advantage for them having, uh, you know, that, that fan base, 18,000 plus people cheering them on, um, is going to be huge, but you know, they got to play the way they did in those, uh, previous two victories. They got to carry all that stuff over. Obviously almost none of that got carried over in this game against Minnesota, but Dallas has a chance to bounce back and prove, uh, you know, that they really are making strides to improve themselves this season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune back in on Monday for a brief recap of Saturday night's game, as well as just any other Stars news storylines that pop up over the weekend. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to follow and subscribe 
to Locked On Stars if you do not do so already, whether that's on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube as well. Thank you guys again uh, for all the subscriptions and follows that you guys have given me so far. Be sure to follow me on Twitter as well at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E l-e-w-i-s and two underscores between my first and last name you can also follow the show on twitter as well at locked on stars but thank you guys again so much for listening i hope you enjoy your weekend if you're going to the game be safe have a good time and we'll see you back here on monday